0: It was a day when Earth stood still in horror, watching the events of a massive earthquake that was followed by an even more devastating tsunami, one that put the whole of planet Earth on red alert. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History, a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. It was the most powerful earthquake ever recorded in Japan, and the fourth most powerful earthquake in the world since modern record-keeping began way back in the year 1900. And it happened this day. In weather history, the historically significant force of raw power has been oftentimes referred to in Japan as the Great East Japan Earthquake, but it has also received plenty of press as the 2011 Tohoku earthquake, the Great Sendai earthquake, and the Great Earthquake of March 11th. Regardless of what they call it, this 2011 earthquake off the Pacific coast of Tohoku was a magnitude 9. Some side is 9.1. It was an undersea megathrust earthquake, meaning simply that this is a very powerful quake that happens at a very precarious spot on the planet's crust, subduction zones at a destructive convergent plate boundary. Why is this so critical? This is where one tectonic plate is forced underneath another, caused by a slip along the thrust fault that forms the contact between them. Then, the one that jumps up and over the top forces the ocean to move ahead. This is the tsunami wave, and this one was strong enough to essentially claim the first 10 kilometers of land on the coast of Japan as its own, swallowing everything that used to be there and digesting it back out to sea forever. These powerful tsunami waves were estimated to have soared to heights of up to 40 and a half meters. That's 133 feet in the Sendai area while rocketing ahead at a blinding 700 kilometers per hour. That's 435 miles per hour. This is what I meant when I described what happened to the first 10 kilometers or six miles inland. We watched as a world stunned as residents of Sendai scrambled for safety amid panic and chaos with only eight to 10 minutes of warning to save themselves. Sadly by then, more than 100 evacuation sites were already washed away. The tsunami moved in over and through the Japanese mainland. Along its sweep, it killed an astounding over 15,000 people. Most who died had drowned when the ocean moved in like a multi-story wall of water. But because of the force of this devastation, it threw and tossed and thrashed and then sucked out to sea everything from land. That included cars, trains, buses, trucks, Homes, small buildings, everything. As a result, many died of being bashed around and pulverized in this mess. By 2015, there were close to a quarter of a million people still living away from their original home. They were either still in temporary housing, waiting to move, or were simply there permanently, knowing they were never going back to what they previously knew as home. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, for instance, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. Now, off the top, I mentioned that this had long lasting effects on the planet itself, and I'm going to explain. The force of the plate movement caused by the jarring earthquake literally moved Honshu. That's the main island of Japan. And it moved it two and a half meters, eight feet, to the east. It moved the actual island, oh, it gets better. The quake is also said to have been responsible for shifting the Earth, the entire planet, on its axis by estimates of between 10 centimeters or four inches and 25 centimeters or 10 inches. So now we get a real life perspective of how we on this planet think we are mighty, but we are really actually nothing compared to the power of this planet or really anything naturally occurring in our universe. When we read stories of moving continents of billions of years ago, We actually witnessed it this day in weather history, in 2011. I'm not done. This earthquake also caused such an abrupt tectonic adjustment that it increased the Earth's rotational speed by 1.8 units per day. The tsunami caused massive and major nuclear accidents. I am referring to the level 7 meltdowns at three reactors in the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant complex. Oh yes. Massive populations live there too. Hundreds of thousands of residents within a 20-kilometer or 12-mile radius of this power plant and a 10-kilometer or just over 2-mile radius of the Fukushima Daini nuclear power plant were evacuated. The World Bank estimated the economic cost was $235 billion, over a quarter of a trillion dollars, making it the costliest natural disaster in history and one that ecologically we will likely continue to pay for long after anyone listening to this podcast right now even remembers the events of this day in weather history. Tomorrow is March 12th and I'm going to tell you a story about a windstorm in Vancouver that hit back in 2012 that was so strong it knocked out the power to a huge percentage of the province's coastal and island population and also made one 10-year-old boy a gaming legend. That's tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.